can't remember how to shine, lost your confidence, your fight, we've got you. For faith, fitness, and friendship collide for women, by women, this is the She Rugged Podcast. I'm your host, mom, pup mom, athlete, and life performance coach, Michelle Yates. Are you a not enough girl? Today we are unpacking how comparison kills our faith. Comparison kills what God is trying to grow inside of us. What's he trying to grow? Yeah, the fruit of the Spirit, of course. Do you guys remember this one? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah, I know I am working on all of those personally myself. And this is the tree of life. Are you thriving? Can you feel it? And it can only happen when you are fully rooted in faith. God says that is the only way. And being rooted in faith means you have achieved that Christ-centered identity. You do not care what other people say about you or what they believe is true. You believe what Christ says about you and what is true. When you live with Christ at the center, you have a biblical-centered worldview. You see your circumstances in light of eternity, like the big picture his work in you and in the world, not what the world is saying that you need to do. You can get the big picture that you were created to serve and love others with the talents that he gave you, not because your mom says you need to be a doctor or that so-and-so thinks you're too dumb for that. That is not what he thinks. This sort of outlook allows you to run away from that human-centered worldview or those not-so-nice ladies saying stuff behind your back. So you are running away from that human-centered worldview that cries out, God, why me? Poor me. That victimizing that we don't like to see. You can go over to the She Rugged page and check out um, some of my tips on how to recognize victimizing and how to get rid of it. Because why does she have the perfect husband? Why can't I do that job? Why am I not good enough? Why, 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 why? I think we can all fill in the blank with something of why and why we then start comparing ourselves to other people instead of what God says is true. And the comparison is just the way that the devil uses a tool to determine our confidence and ruin it and kill our contentment with anything else. And he tends to lead us to negative feelings of envy, low self-esteem, low confidence, isolation. That is a big one. I see that one in myself sometimes. And I think it is okay to go solo, but I also think that we need community too. And God says that as well. This why me, victimizing, comparing, it shows that we're ungrateful for a lot of things, many gifts that we receive from God. And I think that if we actually are still, as I said in the last episode, and think about these awesome things that we have and how easily we forget about those little things or even the big things like having a child where others cannot or having clean water where others cannot. We take all of that for granted and we take advantage of it and we are very ungrateful. And if we really needed to and we really needed to dig deep, we can see how we could actually serve and help others in a lot of different ways with a lot of these things that God has blessed us with. In Galatians, Am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. By comparing 
ourselves to others, not only do we lose that time that we could have invested in our own lives, but we also deprive ourselves of our own uniqueness, those talents, those gifts, that specialness that God gave each and every one of us. And if you keep disrupting your own work for the work of others or envying others, you'll never get a chance to spread your wings. You'll never get a chance to show your true colors and your true gifts and talents. It's like that butterfly cocoon analogy. I love this one if you guys haven't heard it. So when you see a butterfly struggling, you're tempted to peel the cocoon off to free that butterfly so it can fly away. I see this in a lot of parents. You know, they really want to help their child. They don't want to see him struggling. And they really just want to rip that cocoon away so it can spread its wings and flies. But what happens? It doesn't have the strength that is necessary to free itself and fly away. The wings are weak and the butterfly soon dies. Think of yourself as this butterfly. You're locked in this cocoon, you struggle, and the struggle gives you strength, right? Without the struggle, you will not be strong enough for the next phase in life to leave your comfort zone, to seek what God has all for you. And in Romans, it says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God gives us these struggles and these feelings that go with it so we can draw near to Him. It's the trust and surrender cycle. So we trust in Him and we build our faith and then we can spread our wings and fly. So just like the butterfly where the world is designed to pull you down out of that cocoon so you have to struggle to get out of it. God gives us the strength we need to fly in the world, to grow the fruit of the Spirit. This struggle teaches you who you are and what you are, right? Think of the last time you really struggled. Maybe it was a running race, since I know I have some runners that listen on to here. Or maybe it was the last time you had to take an exam or study to get a certification and you really struggled with it, but you came out on top with God and just imagine that feeling, imagine that growth that you had this faith, faith in God, faith in yourself to be able to work together to get you through this and excel and nail it. The struggle teaches you about who you are what you are, what you can and cannot do. Your limitations are strength in themselves, people. They do not change your Christ-given identity or how God views you. So even those that didn't believe in you, that didn't believe that you could finish that race, God did. God put you there for a reason. And you know what? It wasn't even just for your own good. I bet you it was for the good around you, maybe for those people that weren't as faithful. Faith and hope are mostly seen in valleys, not on mountaintops, right? Unless you're going over those mountaintops running this awesome race. But fear is what causes you to slip back into those unfaithful patterns. It's when we take our eyes off of God. And the devil has the five D's. If you open up a Bible, gosh, it's in like the first few pages. The five devil D's are distract, discourage, doubt, defeat delay. So if you have these big goals in life, how many times have you been distracted and distracted maybe in a good way, but 
or by the people that you loved, but it was distracting you from God's calling, such as, hey, let's go out to eat tonight, even though you need to study, or hey, let's go out to this party, even though you need to make sure that you're watching your nutrition, or discouragement. How many times have you been discouraged by others when you know that God's telling you to do this, but nobody's backing you up, and it's really difficult to go after your goals and your dreams um, when people are trying to pull you down, when the world is trying to pull you down. But if God is pulling you up and he is saying, hey, believe in me, believe in this goal and go after it, you got to keep going because it's just the devil trying to hinder your performance, trying to crash your confidence and ruin your life. So those five things, again, are distract, discourage, doubt, defeat, and delay. Delay is another big one, right? We say to ourselves, well, I just don't have the money like she does to go get her certification. Or I don't have the time. I have kids and she doesn't have kids. So that's why she has all that time to go do that. If God is calling you to do it, people, just be mindful of the devil and the five D's. And if you can recognize any of those trying to take you out, because do you fear rejection? I know that was one of my things. You can't own others' behaviors, but you can own your own by growing your faith, growing the tree of life, trusting that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. Start living a loved life. Live loved. Choose to live by God's love, not by societies. The truth, the truth of God far outweigh societies your parents, your fake friends, or your real friends who might have insecurities and might be trying to pull you down because of their own lack of faith. Those truths of God are one, he knows me. Two, he protects me. Three, he made me on purpose, uniquely for a purpose or for purposes. He did that. And he, number four, values those that he made. There is nothing in the Bible that is more powerful than obviously Jesus walking on this earth just like us, just like normal, and God giving his one and only son for our sins because he values us. And because he knows all of this, he can heal you. He can help you. He can transform you. He can grow you, increase your confidence, help you use the abilities that he has given you with him even against impossible odds. And we saw that in Gideon. We see it when David fought Goliath, but he even had another greater giant, didn't he? His older brother, Eliab. He told him he couldn't win. His own brother lacked faith in him and God. And thankfully, David didn't listen, but he became a history maker. And he did awesome in his generation of giant slayers in Israel and, and just remarkable to this day. And has anyone close to you ever maybe doubted you, has maybe said you couldn't do it? And do you see how it's based on their own insecurities, their own lack of faith? Do you get offended easily? What defines us is going to drive us. So you no longer have to live this way. You don't have to believe in your brother that you can't win, that you can't do it, that you can't succeed. Don't let people define you because then they can, they cannot defeat you either. Our defense mechanisms result in destructive behaviors. We push people away and it feeds into the rejection, the rejection. We should have never been 
concerned about because we know that God does not, will not, and ever reject us. We matter to him and nobody else matters, no matter what we've done. So next time we are going to talk about why we should fear an awesome God. Yeah, why should we fear an awesome, loving God? That doesn't really make sense, does it? And how this can help us thrive, live his wills, not ours, and what faith actually feels like, not just sounds like, looks like, feels like. So join us next time and let us know how we can help. Pray for you and leave a comment. If you like us, please share us, download us. Brain clutter can add up fast. Find your fight with our She Rugged Empowerment Program. Sign up for our newsletter and get free tips for eating healthy when traveling. Go to our website, sherugged.com and share the love. Subscribe, share, and leave a review for our monthly giveaways. Thanks for listening. Let your light shine.